Thank you for staying with us. You're listening to Real Presence Live on Real Presence Radio when we're broadcasting from our studios in Fargo, North Dakota. And we're happy to have you with us. And uh, we're going to be talking in just a few seconds with uh, Father John Paul Gardner of the Diocese of Bismarck about the Assumption of Mary and what it teaches us. So, good morning everybody. Steve Sponskowski here and Jack, thanks for being with us uh, this morning. It's been fun hosting with you this this uh, show. It is fun. On a good Friday. So, uh, uh, it's not good Friday, but it is a good Friday. And uh, we're going to turn now to the Feast of the Assumption starts tomorrow. And uh, we've got Father John Paul Gardner on the phone with us. Good morning, Father. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. We had a little rain out here, thankfully, mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. So we've been waiting for that. Thanks be to God. Yeah, I was out there a couple in Bismarck a couple days ago, and uh, they were talking about how dry it was. So you got? Uh, did you get go get quite a bit of rain? Bismarck didn't get as much as we need, but uh, but some other places in the southwest did. Like my hometown, they got a lot. So uh-huh. farmers New get a day off from harvesting today. So there you go, New England, good old New England. New England. And you're in you're at the cathedral in Bismarck, is that right, Father? <clears throat> yes, yeah, I'm an associate here with uh, Rector Father Josh Eli, and, and uh, we're serving the people here at the cathedral, the great people of the cathedral. Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about the assumption. Absolutely, yeah. Happy feast day! Almost, we can start celebrating it in about about eight hours here. The uh, the vigil, can, you can you can start celebrating. Um, but yeah, we're celebrating the, the Assumption uh, August fifteenth, as we always do, and uh, of course, it's a defined dogma of of the Church that our Blessed Mother went up into heaven when she completed her life here on earth. She. Uh, not only did her soul go to heaven like all of the saints who are seeing the beatific vision, but uh, what's so amazing about <clears throat> tomorrow's Tuesday, the assumption is that uh, is that our Blessed Mother's body uh, went up into the, the glory of heaven as well, um, which is what, of course, Jesus promises to all of us, just that uh, you give that special gift to the to the Blessed Mother in particular. And so that was uh, that's been a defined dogma of the Church since... Uh, Pope Pius XII proclaimed it in 1950 that uh, all Christians believe that uh, that our Blessed Mother Mary went up into the glory of heaven. Uh, it, it was defined in 1950, but certainly something that was uh, so celebrated by the by the ancient tradition of the Church uh, for since the very beginning. So it's it's a huge feast day. It's a huge feast day, uh, and everybody should celebrate it uh, with big parties. Social distancing, but, but big parties. <laughs> big parties, social distancing. There you go. You're being very politically correct. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about our, you know, your relationship with Our Lady, uh, Father John Paul, um, and, mm-hmm. and how she's mm-hmm. been instrumental in your priesthood. Yeah, well, <laughs> the Boston Mother is great. You know, she she is... Uh, She's the reason I would say, in a lot of ways, that I am a priest. You know, because of uh, because of her uh, love for for me, just manifested through you know important people in in my life. You know, my my own uh, mother and father, and uh, my uh, grandparents on both sides, and and uh, but also good and holy priests and, and seminarians throughout the years, and, and just a lot of our, our Catholic faithful. You know, just always amazed me there. 
their devotion to uh, to Jesus Christ, but uh, but always uh, with with a uh, with a special place in their heart for the Blessed Mother, you know, who helps them get so close to Jesus. So it's kind of that, you know, a, a process of discovery for me, you know, to understand, you know, why I was why I was praying to to the Blessed Mother, and uh, and and how and, and the reason for that being to come to know and love Jesus um, more totally, more fully. Uh, than ever. So, so she's been she's been a huge part. Just praying, praying the rosary uh, throughout my <clears throat> my formation years and throughout my life, um, <clears throat> asking the, our Blessed Mother for her intercession and coming to know Jesus through her, which is the way we all come to know Jesus is through Mary. You know, the shepherds found um, Jesus uh, in the arms of Mary, just like the angels told them uh, that they would. Find. So, uh, so we really all find find Jesus. Through, through Mary, so uh, just kind of in a like a process of, of disco- discovery for me, and you know, God revealing to, uh, Jesus to us through through Mary. That's helped me to grow my love for her. Yeah. It, it seems like our Blessed Mother has a special place in her heart for priests, and um, you know, just mm-hmm. you know, speaking mm-hmm. with you right now, it, it it certainly makes sense when you think in terms of mm-hmm. you know her whole mission or function is to bring souls to her son mm-hmm. and uh you know on earth who you know who's doing that in in a, in in a more special way than priests so it makes sense that she should kind of hold you in a special regard mhm mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> you know, that's the uh the one of our blessed mothers title is is uh, regina clary she's uh she's the queen of the clergy she's the Really, the, the the mother of all of all priests or the, of the priesthood because she's the, the mother of, of Jesus. Um, there, there's actually a, a small proof that I like to tell our cathedral parishioners that that Jesus may have actually been Irish um, because he spent uh, thirty thirty years in the. Jesus spent thirty years at living at home with his mother, and and uh, the joke goes that what other man would spend thirty years with his mother? He must have been he must have been Irish. So that's not a dogmatic truth, but the point the point is that is, is that our our Lord spent a lot of time with the Blessed Virgin Mary with his mom, and um, and he he learned the, the you know our, his human life uh, on her lap uh, from her. From her heart, you know, resting his head on her heart, and and uh, being close to her, and he did. He spent most of the time on Earth with with the Blessed Mother, <clears throat> preparing for what uh, he was going to do, and all that he taught, and all that he uh, and all that he did. You know, in those three years of his ministry, um, uh, would would have been very much reflective of what he lived with his with his Blessed Mother. So, in that in that regard, um, we can see the Blessed Mother as like a, a formator of priests. Uh, she teaches us how to uh, to be like her son, um, and uh, many throughout the years of the church, uh, many saints have seen Mary as like the mold, the mold by which we we become uh, uh, that image of Christ more perfectly, the image of Christ. So, staying close to the Blessed Mother, like Jesus did, um, helps us actually become uh, more like more like Jesus. So, um, and that's what the priest is supposed to be. He's supposed to be. Um, the uh, person of Christ to the people that he that he serves that he he's supposed to lay his life down for uh, the people of God that he serves. So um, the, 
the Blessed Mother serves as that is that conduit and, and really that, like I like to call it, like her, she's the mold in which we're, we're, we're fashioned and formed to become uh, the image of the high priest, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, there, the, there are a number of Marian feasts throughout the year, uh, and it seems like the Assumption is probably one of the more important ones. Why would that be? I would say the Assumption of Mary is so important because of its uh, connection to uh, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. You know, St. Saint, Saint Paul says that if Jesus Christ does not rise from the dead, our faith is in vain. So if, if we don't, if there isn't a bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, then all of the things that we're doing in faith are, are a farce. They're, they're a false. You know, St. Paul is, is really, it's incredible when you see how cutthroat he is, how everything is based on the resurrection of Christ from the dead. <clears throat> so, if his, if his apostles came and stole his body, like the Pharisees paid the guards to tell everybody they did, you know, then this is all a farce. So the, uh, the, the point is that, is that if Jesus Christ rose from the dead, not just his spirit, but like his body, that the one that Thomas touched and put his fingers into the, into the marks of his body, and, his, and you know, if that body rose from the dead, what St. Paul is saying, and what we all believe as Christians, and we profess every time we pray the creed that I believe in the resurrection of the body, what we believe is that we are going to rise from the dead, like not only our spirits, but our, our bodies. So, so the, to me, the power of the assumption uh, and its importance for us is, is the connection made between the Blessed Virgin Mary's bodily resurrection, her assumption that God assumed her, and, and, and Jesus' resurrection from the dead. So Jesus said it, I will rise from the dead. He did it, and, and, he, and then the Blessed Mother follows uh, in step. Yeah. She, she, she rises from the dead. As, as you were talking, it just kind of hit me, too, that uh, her assumption reinforces you know, the resurrection of our own bodies. For me, it's like, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's true. If you just join right. us, this I'm is... glad that hit you. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, Perfect. that's exactly it. The light that's, went on. You're on. I caught a good thing. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yes, if you just joined us. light went on, you know, and... If you just joined us, where this is Real Presence Live. We're visiting with Father John Paul Gardner, Steve Sponskowski here along with Jack Canelli, And we're actually going to step away for a little bit of a break. But on the other side of the break, we're going to talk a little bit about a feast. There's a feast today, a very Marian feast tomorrow. But today we're celebrating a great saint who loved Our Lady. And on the other side of this break, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So don't go anywhere. This is Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. 
This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. I really want to thank my parents today for giving me the faith of Jesus Christ and teaching me the ways of prayer, praying over us uh, when we were sick, showing us uh, self-sacrifice. My father actually was a deacon, a permanent deacon in the church, and he would bring us along as kids because there were six of us kids, and he would bring us along to hospital visits or to work in the food shelf and doing all these various things for people in the community. And I learned ways of serving others through that, through watching my dad. And then my mom, she also was very self-sacrificial of herself. She wore the same pair of tennis shoes for about 10 years to show us that she didn't care about herself as much as the rest of us. And we got new shoes for every school year. We had all of what we needed and most of what we wanted. And the, the Lord really provided a, a great example in my parents to show me the way to really Christian servitude and prepared me for the priesthood. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hello, everybody. This is Real Presence Live. Steve Sponskowski coming to you with... Jack Canelli. And uh, we're visiting this hour about Our Lady. The Feast of the Assumption is tomorrow, everybody, August 15th. It is not a holy day of obligation, however... Uh, normally it is, but this year it is not. But uh, it is a great feast in our church, the Feast of the Assumption of Our Lady, um, a great truth that has been held uh, from the very beginning of the church, but then made official church teaching in 1950. Um, and one of the great saints that has uh, really spoken about and been a, a great advocate of devotion to Our Lady is a feast of today, St. Maximilian Colby. Um, and it's also a special feast for us because he is one of the patrons of communications. And so St. Maximilian Colby was a, a great man um, who led us to Our Lady and also communicated about her. So, Father John Paul Gardner, talk to us a little bit about uh, St. Maximilian Colby. Yeah, he's <clears throat> on my mind, especially these past few days. We uh, celebrate, well, we had the uh, anniversary of the... Uh, um, the bombs in uh, Nagasaki and uh, over in Japan, you know, the mi- the misery of uh, the end of World War Two, uh, and uh, that uh, Maximilian Kolbe comes to my mind when I think about that uh, horrific event because uh, he actually was there uh, in Nagasaki um, and uh, knew knew the people there uh, and uh, built a monastery on the, on the hill. And uh, they always they all asked him why he was building monastery up in up in the mountain why didn't he build it down in the valley and he said because that's where our blessed mother wants wants me to build it and um uh, and when that bomb that horrific bomb went off uh, that monastery actually was preserved uh it didn't it didn't get destroyed uh and neither did the the faith there in in japan so um I, I think about him um but especially even on the on, as we're getting ready to celebrate the assumption uh, because of the way that he he died, we we celebrate uh, saints 
feast days normally on the day that they died, because that's the day they would have gone from this life and, and entered into the glory of heaven. So it's like their birthday into heaven. Um, so St. Maximilian Kolbe, to the best of our knowledge, died on this day. And of course, he died uh, as a martyr of charity, martyr of love. Uh, Jesus says, there's no greater love than to lay down your life for your friend. And he did that uh, as he was in the concentration camp. A few people broke out, and the Nazis were so angry that they said, we're going to take 10, 10 of you who didn't break out, and we're going to starve you and kill you. Uh, and, of course, famously, as one of the men is pulled out of line to be killed, he said, what about my family, and please have mercy on me. And, of course, the Nazis are not going to listen to him. But uh, Father Maximilian Colby walks up and uh, tells the, he tells the uh, Nazi man, he says, you know, the Nazi guard, he says, I'll take that man's place. And the Nazi guard says, and who are you? And he says, well, I'm a Catholic priest. And uh, amazingly, this, this Nazi had him switch places, and they let this guy live. <laughs> so I have no idea why he did that, other than the, the mercy of God. Um, and then Maximilian Colby, of course, <clears throat> helps these uh, these other nine condemned prisoners, and they sing hymns, and they're pre- uh, preparing to see God. And uh, and then and then about two weeks later, about two weeks later, they uh, uh, they come back in, and, and they're all dead except Maximilian Colby, and uh, they inject him with. Uh, some sort of acid, and he and he dies dies instantly. But what's interesting is he he dies on this day, and it always kind of made me mad that he didn't die on a Marian feast day because he was so dedicated to our blessed mother. He was he was so dedicated to to um, teaching people the gospel of Christ, especially by being so faithful to the blessed mother. But it made it 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 was tough for me because he didn't die on a Marian feast day. But what's interesting is that normally the the, the next day is when they would have burned all of their bodies. In the, in the concentration camp. And uh, so, in theory, my theory is that he probably got burned on this feast day of the Assumption, and his ashes would have been, would have gone up towards heaven on this the feast of the Assumption. Um, so, so I don't know if that's true, but I mean, but it's, it's kind of an appropriate um, symbol, you know, that we would we'd be offering our lives to God on this day, um, that we would that we would die for our Lord uh uh near the feast of the Assumption, uh and that God will God will is going to bring us to himself. He's gonna draw us to himself and his plan uh for for us if we're obedient to him and, and we're we're asking for his mercy. So is is that a stretch guys or is that are you guys with me on that one? No, I think that, that, yeah, I think we do, it's not uh, defined uh, specifically by the church, so we can believe whatever we want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, it, it's an idea we can have in yeah. faith, and yeah, I mean, it's a uh, yeah, and also the fact that you know, Our Lady, that's her feast day, so uh, he probably wouldn't want to take it from her or necessarily have her have to share it with him anyway. <laughs> His feast would, if he would have died on the feast of the Assumption. His feast day would have had to been on a different day anyway, so they would sure. have bumped it to either the fourteenth or the sixteenth. So there you go. But uh, but certainly, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, amongst amongst all of the the uh, uh, followers of our Blessed Mother in the history of the Church, you, you have to you have to look to uh, Saint Maximilian Kolbe as, as as a as a major resource. He was uh, a major inspiration to uh, to Saint John Paul II. You know, who who canonized uh, Maximilian Kolbe. Um, and, um, and and Maximilian Colby was following um, the devotion that was that was uh, clarified for us by Saint Louis de Montfort, 
you know, to to go to Jesus uh, through Mary. Um, so that that's where the the devotion to uh, our, our Blessed Mother flourishes so much is, you know, when, when we realize that Jesus came to us as Saint um, as Saint Louis de Montfort teaches us, Jesus came to us through the Blessed Mother. So the best way for us to go to Jesus is through uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary. You know that there was no other way shown to us by Almighty God. He could have picked whoever he wanted to. He could have done whatever he you know whatever he wanted to. But the way that he did pick was to 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 choose the the Blessed Virgin Mary, or um, who was simply a human being was 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 a, a humble humble woman, and uh, and she said yes to him. You know, it's Mary's it's Mary's fiat and her her, her yes to God and her um, her constant following uh, of her son and, and obedience to God that that uh, that raised her that raised her up. You know, uh, when, when we when we are obedient, like our blessed mother, um, then we can be sure uh, that we are going to be raised from the dead. We're going to be we're going to be lifted up. Um, the uh, the church is uh, reading today from Saint Maximilian Kolbe. He talks a lot about Saint Maximilian. Actually, is writing to his brothers, and he and he talks about the importance of being obedient. You know, not not many people you know find. Uh, time to be obedient. We want to do what we want to do. We want to go where we want to go. We want to. We want things to go our way, you know. And uh, you know, Saint Maximilian Kolbe would tell us, and the bless about the Blessed Mother. She just didn't have that kind of life. She she said, "Let it be done to me according to your your word, O Lord." Um, and our Lord says that as much in in the uh, in the Our Father. You know, He says, "When you pray, say, Our Father, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done." On earth as it is in heaven. <clears throat> so, uh, the, the, you know that that obedience is is so powerful. Yeah. Um, not easy to do, right. <laughs> you know. But as long as we're not being as long as we're not being uh, commanded or to be obedient to something that's false or delusive, uh, we can be sure that when we're obedient, uh, we do what God asks us to do. Father, that there is going to be. There's going to be resurrection for us. Yes. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm cutting in on you. I'm sorry, but uh, we're coming up on uh, we're time is not our friend, <laughs> and so <laughs> we're we're going to have to wrap this up. So yeah. I want to say thank you to Father John Paul Gardner from the Diocese of Bismarck at the, the sign to the cathedral right now for talking to us about the tomorrow's feast, the Assumption of Mary, and also talking a little bit about the Saint Maximilian Kolbe, whose feast day is today. Thank you, Father. Thanks for being with us. God bless you. Awesome. Awesome. God bless. Bye-bye. Okay. And I guess, Eli, this is your time to shine, right? It's my turn to talk. You guys talked like the last two hours. I get like a minute or two, but it's fine. I know, but it's (laughs) it's a powerful minute that you have. That's right. We had a good show today, a lot of interesting segments. Um, But there's another great show coming up on uh, Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Brad Gray and Janine Bitson coming to you right here from our Fargo studios. The visit with Cray... Clay Rutledge, a professor of psychology at NDSU, about diving deeper into our need for God. Then, who doesn't who doesn't love donuts? It's time to hear about that uh, this week's Honor Our Fathers winner. Plus, Deacon Tom and Kathy Tracy will talk about their mission to offer hope to struggling married couples. So, all that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, nine to eleven a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Thanks, Eli. Was that a full minute? Did you get your full minute? Um, you know, it's pretty close, pretty close. I guess I'll take a l- another little bit of time here to remind people that, you know, when these uh, storms and stuff roll through the area, obviously it's not across the whole region, but um, 
especially if you're listening on the AM and the lightning, it starts to get a little staticky and stuff. You can always listen online at realpresenceradio.com. It's crystal clear. Absolutely. Or on our app, um, the Real Presence Radio app, you can listen, and we're always on. And sometimes we do have internet glitches, and we, we drop off a little bit uh, in those storms, too. So, But we're never gone. Well, I guess if we lose internet, we would be off. But on our, our app, we're there crystal clear, 24-7, anywhere across the nation, this across is, the world. This is good to know because I was just talking with somebody yesterday who said that they were having trouble getting a clear. They got a scratchy signal for 1280 AM here mm-hmm. in Fargo. Ah, sure. And I said, thir- try 1370 uh, Grand Forks. She said, no, that doesn't work either. Right. So, or our FM in town here in Fargo yeah. is 98.3 FM. Right. So try that out too. That's a strong or a good FM signal here in town. So oh, we just go on, right. We just go online like uh, Eli suggested. Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been fun hosting you here with you, Jack. Thanks for being here. Oh, this has been my pleasure. I always enjoy hosting Real Presence Live. It's a lot of fun for me. I mean, living, uh, I'm living the dream. I always wanted to be a radio guy. There you go. Well, folks, uh, you can. thanks for being with us. Uh, check us out at realpresenceradio.com. Listen on the app. And uh, we'll be back with you on Monday on Real Presence Live. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with other shows. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.